is Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. Welcome back to another episode of Zen Parenting Radio. This is episode number 274. Holiday episode. Holiday. Why listen to Zen Parenting Radio? Because you'll feel outstanding. And who doesn't want to feel outstanding? I do. I do. Um, remember our motto, which is the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. Got yes, it? indeed. Yes, yes. So it's Christmas time. It's holiday season. It's, hol- gre- it's holiday season. Season's greetings. <laughs> greetings. Do you want to tell that story? So last week, Todd and I were at Egg Harbor here in uh, good old Elmhurst, Illinois. And we were having lunch, as we often do on Friday. And I was talking about how everybody gets so upset about saying happy holidays or Merry <laughs> Christmas. Or, how dare you say any I, of those things? Actually, I don't think the majority of people do, but there's a loud m- minority that thinks we should do one or the other. And, um, and you know, I there's just not, you know, you're just never quite sure what to say. So I said to Todd, why don't we just start saying season's greetings to and each I other? And I said, because that's what's on a greeting card. <laughs> you don't like say season's greetings to each other. So then we decided that we we're going to start saying it to each other and to other people. Well, we started practicing it like with our waiter and stuff. And it was Parker. funny. Parker, who we know really well. And it was funny because you say it and you sound silly. Yeah. It's season's greetings. Season's greetings. <laughs> I still like it, though. Yeah. I think it's got a warm fuzzy to it. I also like Merry Christmas and I also like Happy Holidays. And I think that Happy um, holidays. depending on the situation and where you are, everything can be okay And that... Um, uh, but when I am talking generally to a population, I always say happy holidays because there's going to be a lot of people who have different um, holidays that they're celebrating. So why not respect that, right? Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Respect everybody. So season's greetings. That's right. Uh, so what are we talking about today on today's podcast? So today we're going to talk about little uh, holiday gifties that you can give yourself. Like material possessions? No. Zip on the material. No money. They cost no money. But I'm sure, because you guys are probably listening to this on Tuesday, which is the 22nd. Or a year from Tuesdays. People listen to our shows. Like somebody will listen to a show we did a year ago yesterday. True. So Did you say Jeru? I didn't say Jeru. I said true. Should we tell that story? That's a good story. Well, I have a brother-in-law. His name is Drew. And we realized that Skylar, as a younger, not a baby, but... No, it was last year, Todd. ...thought that his name was Jaru. So the way we figured that out was, you know, she's heard her whole life, Drew, Drew, Drew. But in her mind, it sounded like Jaru. So last year, she did her own Christmas presents for everybody. And she wrote her (laughs) own tags. And there was this tag on this present. And it said J-A-R-O-O. And I kept thinking (laughs) she must be, it must be like John, which is my dad's name. Or I I didn't know what it was. And I said, who's this for? And she said, it's for (laughs) Jeru. Which was really cute. And so if you noticed on his presents this year, I put Jeru. He's going to be Jeru forever. (laughs) So anyway, um, the the kind of gifts that I'm talking about um, are gifts to yourself, things that don't cost any money and things that you can do year round. Um, And so I thought what was interesting is I came up with four and I was just looking at them and they So between the two of us, we have four. Yes, between the two of us. And all four of them are just four letters. Okay. Isn't that cool? Yeah. You know, who would have thunk it? It I guess I don't even know what you mean. (laughs) What I mean is there's four words here. Four words. And 
Each word each has word four has letters. Four letters, in it. right? Any of them, the four-letter word? <laughs> no. Oh, because that would be bad. That would be bad. That'd be the X-rated Zen parenting. That would, and that's not what we're talking about. So you know what? Love is a four-letter word, sweetie. It is, and you know, is that one of your words? No, but I could have put that. I just thought I'll, I'll, I'll be. I'll, I'll add one. I'll say love. <laughs> Thanks so for helping out. Between the two of us, we have five words. Todd and I are we're we're um, we're a little behind on the holidays, so we have a lot of things to do, and we're doing this show a few days before it's going to air. We usually record on a Monday. We're actually doing it the Thursday before, before. so we kind of had to say, "Hey, what are we going to do?" Yeah, but I. Saying that, I still think this is super valuable. And okay. I came up with it in the shower, which is usually when I get the big downloads. The subconscious mind is much more powerful than the conscious mind. And my not my example, but how I'm going to define that is if I'm trying to think of something to talk about for my next men's group next month, empty. Empty. Like empty. Eddie from Christmas Vacation, right. he kind of taps his head. Nothing in there. Nothing in there. But then I'll be grocery shopping and there it is absolutely and as I why is that because you're not it's not a mind thing creativity does not happen on a schedule it it comes it's a feeling it comes from the heart i also believe that sometimes there's kind of a i call it like a divine download like information just comes Mm -hmm. and who knows where it comes from i think that's what creativity is you don't have to know you don't i don't really question it i just uh, I appreciate it. And i that's exactly how things happen is you and I were just talking about how um, sometimes things come. What were we just talking about before we walked out the door? Um, how information comes. Maybe it was this discussion, actually. Well, maybe this will help. Well, help maybe, me. Actually, it won't help. But I was going to get you for a Christmas present, which I didn't get. Oh, this is not what it was, but I'm curious. Um uh, something that you could write on in the shower. Yes, I want one. But it's always dark in the Honey, shower. We don't have like, good lighting. Me. Really? Get it for me. That would be the best present ever. Do you know what I Where did are we today? Put it? I got out of the shower. Did you see my pad of paper yeah. sitting? I got out of the shower, wrote down four letters, and got back in the shower because <laughs> here's the problem. I think, and I might be, this may. I don't know how true this is, but I think I used to remember everything really easily. Yeah. And something's happened in the last four or five years. Brain development. I remember reading this. Your brain starts getting old when you're like 28. Well, and it's weird because I will come up with an idea or let me give, you know, um, credit where credit's due. You just called my hazard lights flyers, by the way. (laughs) I did. Yeah, because I went in and got. I went to the grocery store. And you're like, put your flyers on. <laughs> I said, okay, I'll put my flyers on. Oh no, you said, okay, Jude's. Oh, you I, call yeah. me my mom. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't know I called them flyers. <laughs> I don't know. I it, I obviously wasn't thinking about what they were called. Oh my god. So anyway. What was I saying? I was saying I used to remember everything. And I even remember the time in my life when I remembered everything that had ever happened. Do you remember that time in your life? No. Uh, Yes. No, that's called photographic memory. I had that until I. Stop it. How do you know? You didn't know me. I've been inside your brain. (laughs) No, here's the thing. Um, I remember that up until I was like in middle school. And again, I could have been wrong, meaning that maybe I didn't really remember everything, but I felt like I did. Right. I could retain everything. And so if someone's like, well, did you remember this date? Maybe not. But I felt as if I could hold on to every yeah, you, piece of information. You had all that information at your Accessible, disposal. Right? And I could remember things. And, you know, now something comes through and I'm like, I better write that down yeah. because I feel like I'm going to lose it. And maybe it's because before I used to think and now – 
I allow it to come through. Maybe there's a difference. Or maybe when you were 10 years old, you only had 10 years, years of information. Now you got 44? I will give, yeah, I'm 44. I'll give you a perfect example. I remember like about 10 years ago, my mom would wrap gifts and I would say, what did you get so-and-so? And she'd look at it and say, I don't even remember what's in there. Mm. Or she would find something in the closet yeah. that was supposed to be a gift and she forgot to wrap it. Yeah. And I remember being like, that's crazy. Yeah, how can she miss that? And this is happening to me now where Skylar was under the tree and she's like, what did you get for so-and-so? And I'm like, I don't know. I wrapped it two weeks ago. No clue. I don't remember. Now, if I felt it and really went through the work of thinking Thank about you. it, but I, looking at it, no idea. No clue. So, so it'll be a surprise to you too. It will be. And so it makes it that and much you- you are, by the way, one of the world's best gift givers. Oh, that's nice. You put a lot of thought and intention behind your gifts, which is weird because your love language is not necessarily gifts. It isn't. It isn't. I mean, I don't... It. it it's probably a secondary language. We all have all of them. Right, so gifts you is are part words, of it. And physical touch. And physical touch mm-hmm. and gifts. So now you're gifts claiming three. all three of the five. Well, let's put them in order. I don't get a lot... From getting a gift, meaning if you came home with something, I would be thankful, appreciative, but I'm not one of those people who really, you know, I like thoughtful notes. Mm-hmm. Like someone just left something on my door uh, yesterday. Yeah, Jean. And I loved the note and I just loved the thought behind doing it, but it's not about the thing I'm getting. It's right. about the note right. um, or emails or- So even in your in your gifts, you prefer words. words. Yeah. And I think that- Sometimes I find gifts that express something, Yeah. meaning I don't buy expensive things for people, but it's something that either I've acknowledged that they've said or done or something that I think um, that would help them in something they've told me about. You know what I mean? Right. I think we need to rein it in. <laughs> Why? Why would you think that? Because we haven't started talking We're about We're 10 minutes anything? in and we haven't t- started okay. saying any Should I the- start the first word? Please. Oh, wait. But first, our okay. partner. Okay. Our first partner is uh, Dr. Kelly from the Tree of Life Chiropractic Care. Healthy families by choice. Not by chance. Not by chance. Um, mention ZPR and you can get an initial chiropractic exam, x-rays, and all that other good stuff from Dr. Kelly. And she'll give you a really good deal if you mention uh, Zen Parenting Radio. So uh, that's chirotree.com. Thank I you, Dr. S- I Kelly. I see lots of listeners when I go in there. Do you? Well, people will say... I listen to the show. You're that Zen lady. You're that Zen lady. What's your name? Um, Okay. So the first word, and this was the first thing that came that I had to get out and write down. The word lazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one like of the, my friend Dean. No, see, oh. we're not going to use it. Sorry. This is a gift that you can give to yourself and you can either decide to give it as a gift to yourself for a day or for a week or for a month or for a whole year. You decide because you know yourself better than I. The word lazy, I don't think helps anybody. I think it's one of those words that we use to be unkind to ourselves and we use it as a slam against other people. I'll give you the only example where I think lazy can be considered a good thing. Let me hear it. I went to the Bahamas on vacation and somebody asked you what you did. You know what? I just sat on the beach and I was just lazy. And I actually thought about that example of when you're having a wonderful lazy Sunday or something and it has a little bit of a positive connotation, but I... My my gift that I think we can give to ourselves is let's not use it in the negative way for a while mm-hmm. and then bring it back in mm-hmm. as a positive. Right. And again, this is just an so exercise. So basically what you're saying, you're inviting me yes. and yourself yes. and the listeners yes. to remove lazy from the words you choose to use. Yes, because I think it is too easy. 
I think when our crutch. child is not studying and they're doing something else that they enjoy doing, we say they're lazy. Mm-hmm. And when we didn't complete something in a certain day, we say, gosh, I was so lazy. And it's this like convenient So if you don't word, have that convenient word, yes. you you have to come up it. with something else. Right. You have to come up with what's really happening. Mm-hmm. I think I'll use your words, crutch, mm-hmm. that, you know, lazy can be a crutch and lazy is just way too convenient. Mm-hmm. And if we really, if we take that word out, if we say, you know what, I'm going to take a month or a week or a day and not use this word, what's really happening? You are taking a break. Mm-hmm. You are relaxing. Your child needs to get away from their homework for a little bit because they need to chill. Um, they need your you know, kid's tired. Your kid's tired. Maybe because your kid went to bed too late, and you can because lazy. I, I I think I see where you're going with this. It's if you eliminate that word from your vocabulary for a certain amount of time, and you question what word would I insert here? Exactly, it will give you. The truth. Yes, a different perspective. Right. You're right. That's a better way to say it because the truth is too like, boom, boom. Mm. What I mean is exactly what you just said. It will give you a new perspective on a situation that you've been throwing the word lazy on. Yeah. And the word lazy, I when I when with words, you know, we were just talking about me being a word person. I see words in my head and I see energy around them. Mm. And it could just be from my own experience, meaning the way I perceive words. I'm not saying everybody does the same thing as I. Right. But when I see the word lazy in my head, it's very heavy. And it's dark and it's very uh, slothy and negative. Right. And so when we use that word to disparage ourselves or disparage others or to disparage others, it it's harmful. Right. Versus if your child takes a break, can't they just be taking a break? Right. Are they really lazy? And, you know, there will time there will be people who are listening right now who will argue with me about something and say, Yes, this is lazy because this and this and this. You don't have to take lazy out of your vocabulary if you choose not to. It's just one of those practices that can help you see things different and help your brain and um, help you look at things with a new lens. All right. And so that's a little gift. Was lazy for the first uh, word you thought of yes. when you were in the shower? Yes. What was your second word? My second word was days. And I didn't think of this word. You happened to say it to me this morning. Days. So actually, I've come up with two of the five words now. Yes, honey. You've done two. Okay. Days. I'm with you. So the reason I came up with the word days, and it's not D-A-Y-S, it's Mm D-A-Z-E. Todd was telling me a story this morning, and I'll just set it up, and then he can explain the story. So... Jen Weigel, our friend Jen Weigel, who's going to be at our conference, she's an Emmy Award-winning journalist here in Chicago. Most people in Chicago know who Jen Weigel is. She's going to be speaking at our um, conference. She's going to be speaking at our conference. She's one of our amazing speakers. She has three books out there. She talks a lot about spirituality. One of the things that she's been doing in Wilmette for a long time is she does these like interviews, spiritual interviews with kind of innovators, mm-hmm. thinking um, People who have a perspective right. on spirituality, and they're all over the board, right. everywhere from mediums mm. to who you saw the other night. Right. So I went to see one of my favorite artists, uh-huh. um, musical artists from the Smashing Pumpkins, formerly known as Billy Corgan. Mm-hmm. Um, he now wants to be referred to as William Corgan, and mm-hmm. I am going to grant him that uh, respect for no other reason that you he know, for it. I'll call you what you want. Yeah. Now, I also know that a lot of people are like, he's Billy, and I don't know why he's Blah, 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 whatever. You want to be called William? I'll call you William. Right. So anyways, 
somebody in the audience raised their hand said, um, you know, what do you think is wrong with this world and all that? And he's, he's a pretty thoughtful guy. I, I actually enjoyed the evening quite a bit. And uh, he said, I think we as human beings need to get out of our days and that's, or the haziness of, right. and he talked a lot about the news and the media and how things get twisted. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter what exactly he meant by that, but that was a word that you kind of attached to. And he ta- a lot, talked a lot about artists and how not just musical artists, but just art, you know, art in general is not having a good few decades because we simply put all of our emotion on the Kardashians and CNN and all this other stuff. So it was more of a, a testament to what are some of the things that he thinks we need to refocus our attention to. And if I, I was not there, Todd, um, and again, this was Jen Weigel interviewing uh, William Corrigan. And I was in the audience. And what, what theater was it at? Wilmette the Theater? The Wilmette Theater. It was at the Wilmette Theater. So just First of all, just know that she does these. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't even have a website where I guess go to the Wilmette Theater website I'll to find, find out who's coming up. But anyway, so Todd went to this a few days ago. And when he told me that, you know, get out of the days, mm-hmm. it reminded me a lot of another thing you should pull up is the Bill Murray clip mm-hmm. that you sent me. Okay. Um, because that, I think, is just another way of saying wake up, become conscious. It's Wilmette. Theater.com. So you can see what Jen Weigel's doing mm-hmm. there. Um, because so many of us kind of go through our life on autopilot and we're just going from one thing to the next to the next and we're only reacting to life. Right. You know, like, oh, I got to be here at this time or, oh, I'm late or, oh, I've got to buy a present or we're in constant reactive autopilot mode. Um, and the days is when we wake up and say, wait a second. What's really happening here? Right. What do I really want? What is really most important to me? What do I really believe in? Because a lot of us believe in certain things and don't live our lives that way. Right. And I know many will say, you know, hearing that sentence, well, that's ridiculous. But think about it. How many of you would say, my, my children are my most important, you know, priority, but you work like 12 hours a day right. and you say... Well, I have to do that. And the truth is, I know you have to work. We all do. But does it have to be at that grand scale? Mm -hmm. Can there be a place where you say, not that you're going to necessarily go play Barbies with your kids. I never really liked to do that myself. But where you say, I'm going to have more downtime. So I'm available to my kids. So I'm present where they are. Because a lot of times, and I know this from, from personal experience with my own children, I'm home when they come home from school. I do talk to them when they come home from school. You know, you guys have heard us say they sit at the table with me while they're doing homework. A lot of times they don't really, quote unquote, need me. Yeah. But it's just having me there. And when I'm not, there's a lot of like, where is she? Where is she? Where is she? I am always feel a little inadequate as a father because, not always, I sometimes feel inadequate as a father because I'm sitting there in the kitchen and they're like, <laughs> they need help, and they're looking for not me. Right. Like, where's mom? Because you are, as far as after school, you're there. They 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 kind of have a routine. I'm at with home, me. but I'm usually in my office working. Right. But the routine is mama is the one that is on. So I always feel like, you know, I'm kind of smart. I can answer some questions, and unless it's about math homework, 
they go to you. Right. Math, I'm like, I'm like, shoo. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. But in and for every and for many people who work from until like five or six, you don't maybe you're not home right after school. Mm-hmm. But when you're home, are you just available mm-hmm. or are you still on the phone? Or right. are you still on your computer? Or and and we had this discussion this morning, Todd. A lot of times we think we're getting more done. We're like, I'm gonna come home and get more done and get more done and get more done. But we're not taking a break long enough from work to actually have some new awareness or gain some perspective or to come up with new ideas. That sometimes the best thing you can do is completely detach for a while. And that detachment can also serve as availability to your children. And that is very counterintuitive. It seems that way. And a lesson that I'm still struggling with. I know. We all are. Again, teach what I need to learn. I'm practicing this. This is all a practice. Um, I found the Bill Murray interview. Okay, but it's five minutes long. Well, don't play the whole thing. Just, just play the beginning, middle, end. Do you remember? Uh, just start it from the beginning, and then okay. we'll stop it. But before you start sure. it, again, just to summarize this whole days thing, Billy Corgan's talking about we need to wake up if it be to what real artistry is, if it is to what's going on in the world, our belief systems, what we value, and just you know, interestingly enough, Todd sent me this video last night. Um, it was an interview with Bill Murray. Charlie Rose interviewing Bill Murray. And I just thought, and as did Todd, thought what he had to say was very interesting. So tell me what it is that you want that, that you don't have. Well, I li- I'd like to be... I'd like to be more consistently here, you know? I'd like to really get on a... I'd like to just, and I, and I know it's not probably ever maybe possible, but because it's so improb- improbable and so impossible, I'd just like to really see how long I could last as being really here, you know, really in it, really alive in the moment, you know. And you see people, I like to live to be old, you know, so I think I have a chance. That, that'd be my only chance. It's like... <clears throat> You know, a golfer wants to shoot his age. I better live to be 100 because that's Me my too. only shot, right? <laughs> no, no. So that's one um, of my great dreams too. But go ahead. So you want? So I'd like to. I'd like to just be more here all the time, and I'd like to see what I could get done, what I could do if I really didn't uh, cloud myself with automatic. You know, if if I were able to to not get distracted, to not let the to not change channels in my in my mind and body, you know, so I were just, you know, I'm, I'm my own channel, you know, I was just really here and always with you, you know, that you could look at me and go, okay, he's there, you know, he's, there's someone there. And I could, you know, how it is when you look in the mirror, you don't think about it, but you look in the mirror and you go, oh, oh there's that guy, you know, and, and you catch yourself like what you were, the state you were in when you looked in the mirror. You know, and then you can make a face and kind of toughen yourself up or handsome yourself up or whatever you do. But when you catch yourself in that mirror, you see the state you're in. You know, what, like, who are you happy? Are you sad? Are you confident? Are you rosy? Are you beleaguered? Are you, are you here? You know, and most of the time you're not. You're, you're, you're just like, oh, oh. It's almost like you want to look away because it's like, that's not me there. That's what I'm doing right now, but that's not necessarily me. What's next? So um, he's talking about mindfulness. Exactly. And he's talking about what Billy's talking about, which is being in the days mm-hmm. and then waking up. He, exactly, Todd. He's at the very beginning. I want to be here. I want, what can I do if I was here? Yeah. And so he doesn't, and 
I am fine with the word mindfulness. I use it all the time. But we don't have to use jargon to explain what we're talking about, being present, being mindful, being here, recognizing where you are, being available. You know what I was just saying about being available to your kids. Mm -hmm. I don't mean you have to go play with them and be more on. Just be there in in body and spirit. You are noticing them. You're not a million miles away in your head. And I think sometimes when people say things like, you need to be with your kids, we envision like, oh, I got to go out and ride bikes. And that's never what I mean. Just are you there? To Bill Murray's point, are you here? Mm -hmm. And, And I love that he's saying that's what he wants because I think that's what we all want. Yeah. But we are not told that's something we should want. Right. We accept the days, D-A-Z-E, mm-hmm. as reality. Yes. Right. And when you are present, you realize D- the D-A-Z-E is just a dream. Yeah. It's just a created – it's just created noise. And the days would be worry, lack of control – Safety. What entertainment tells us to do. Right. Media influence. Um, other what other people's opinion is about things. And the and the better you are at getting out of the days, the better person you'll be. Not better person, but you'll be in a position to make change, either for yourself yes. or for the world, as opposed to somebody feeding themselves the news on a daily basis, thinking that that is going to help them be a change agent for the world they're more likely to be a change change agent if they're present in the moment right now. That's right. Presence is the same as being in your heart, Mm -hmm. and it's also the same as being alive. Mm -hmm. All of us think we're alive because we've got a beating heart and our body is, you know, the blood is pumping and everything is moving. But the definition of aliveness is like here, now, presence. Yeah. You know, and again... I, I, that's when in my experience of being so alive, like, um, I used to talk about with my girlfriends, how you have times in your life where time stands still, Mm -hmm. like right after your daughter or your, your daughter, your child is born, daughter Mm -hmm. or son. Um, I remember when you, when we, when you proposed to me, like time stood still or when you hear awful news or when you hear great news, it just, you are fully present well, and you are alive. It's funny. I was just watching my Tony Robbins coaching stuff, yeah. and he talks the reason that, you know, everybody knows who knows where they were September 11th, 2000. Right. Nobody. Right. Who remembers where they were seven, September 11th, 2001? Correct. Everybody. Mm-hmm. And the reason they know that is because we attach an emotion Correct. to that moment. And I think you're saying the exact, the exact same, same thing. exact same thing. And the emotion is also what takes us out of the days yeah. and takes us into the moment. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it's all the same thing with different words. Yeah. And you and imagine you guys. I, I actually I did this work with um uh, this wonderful woman, used to be a yoga teacher and an energy worker um that I worked with and she has since moved. But I remember I was going through this kind of practice with her and I had this really big alive moment where mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, like I I, you know, understood something, understood something. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that was amazing. And she said, imagine living every moment like that. Right. And she didn't say it like you better live every moment like that, you know, like you have to do it at that intensity level. But it just showed me how not alive I really was, you know, how I wasn't. What you received was a glimpse. Yes, a glimpse. And the glimpse, you cannot sustain it. It is insustainable. Yeah. And that's okay. Unsustainable. Is it insustainable? I don't know. Whatever. Okay. They know what we're talking about. Okay. 
uh, and that's okay because if you're not in that moment, you're not living that presence. I, and probably many of the people listening, tend to beat themselves up. Right. Like, I should be more mindful. Right. It doesn't matter. If you are if you have enough grace, you know, God shows up in your life and you all of a sudden are in, in the moment and you have the state of peace or calm or euphoria, whatever that word is, just that glimpse is enough. And you might get it tomorrow or you might get it next week or next year. And I guess I just say that out loud because we tend to think that there is a goal mm-hmm. of spiritual fulfillment. And there's not. And there's not. Mm-mm. The minute that you attach to something in the future, it's not present. And I bet there's a lot of people listening to the show saying, next year, I'm going to be more mindful. Forget it. And you don't have to wait. No. Meaning all you have to do is right now in this moment be an awareness of what you're saying and doing. And that's the gift to yourself is that lift the days. Mm-hmm. You know, rec- Or how about this? Recognize you're in a daze, mm-hmm. and then that's it. Yeah, because that in itself is a practice of creating a little separation mm-hmm. between your thinking mind and the truth about. Because you. if you're waiting for the perfect opportunity to be present or mindful, it's never going to come. You're going to be waiting until you're a hundred year old person, and you're still not going to reach it. There is net the a perfect time never happens. Right, because that's what we do. That's why goals can be amazing, but can also be detrimental. Because goals say someday in the future I'm going to do this. Yeah. And while I still do goal setting, I'm not saying we goals just talked are bad. about it with the conference. How I'm like, we need to have a certain amount of people. Right. And I said, no. And you're like, no, what we're going to do is continue to promote it and market it. Right. And allow whatever happens to happen. Right. We have hundred and some odd people right now planning to attend our conference in March. And I, and I said, I'm done. And, yeah. And I'm like, well, we got to get 400 people there. <laughs> and you're like, no, I'm, you said I'm done. And you didn't mean you're done uh, inviting people no, to not. know about it, but we... It, it's going on. It's going to happen. Right. So whether or not there's 100 people or 400 people, money aside, whatever, we're doing it. And what Todd, why we were having that discussion is Todd was thinking, you know, we got to have this many people. To break even and if we or whatever. had five less than that or 10 less than that or 100 less than that, all of a sudden it's some kind of failure. Minimizes the experience. And what I mean by I'm done is I'm already in. Yeah. I'm in. Right. So nothing is going to deter my feeling about this conference, and nothing is going to make me not excited. I'm not going to base it on numbers. So since we're talking about this, Todd is going to play another clip from this Bill Murray interview with Charlie Rose, and it's talking about how he gets this phone call in the middle of the night. Um, And I'll let him explain what happens with this phone call. I'd like to see what I could do. I got a, I got a sort of a drunken phone call from a friend of mine's sister, who I really like, and she's funny because she's really funny and she drinks a lot. <clears throat> she called me in the middle of the night, and I was like, "Oh boy, you know, you ever get someone call you with their not their best?" <laughs> yes. But she was so charming and she was so lovely, and she just kept saying, "You could, you have no idea how much you could do, Bill. You, if you could just, you could do so much." And I've never had anyone talk like that, and it was funny because I. It's like a, it was like a drinking phone call in the middle of the night, and I listened to, to her for 40 minutes or so, 45 minutes while I was, you know, I was sound asleep. But it was such a, it was, it was really like it came from the other side, you know, it felt like it. It was sort of like a, you know, a voice that was sort of intoxicated or like a, you know, one of the, one of the, you know, the, the visionaries, you know, a visionary speaking to you in the night and coming on in your dream. And I, you know, just... I hope to remember that kind of thing. You just try to remember those things, those 
that encouragement. You know? I suspect you know, you know, whatever she was saying to you, you knew it somewhere. You do know that inside of you. Well, it resonated. It rang a bell inside of me, a bell that rings a lot that says, remember, Bill, come back, you know, remember. So words of wisdom from Bill Murray. This kind of podcast turned into a Bill Murray words of wisdom thing. I love that interview. Yeah. you. I don't and know if you posted it on our page or if you just sent it to me personally, but I listened to it so closely because I think it's a really vulnerable interview. Right. And he's not like that. He's the no. jokester. He's uh, he's has this... Um, Bad reputation. Reputation of being really uh, not so nice. Difficult. Extremely personal. Yet and- I relate to him in many ways. Like one of the things that I read about him in Rolling Stone a while back was that he doesn't have an agent. He doesn't have a manager. Yeah. You know, if you want to get in touch with him, leave him a voicemail. He might get back to you. He doesn't like have a whole like uh, thing right. going on. He doesn't have an entourage. And I can relate to that. I yeah. don't want any of that Mm -hmm. i don't have an agent i don't have you know we don't we kind of just do our thing and know that um you know we own our business and sometimes we're in business and sometimes we're not doing business you know it's and i have an appreciation for that you know not to be a difficult person by any means but to say my life is my life and there aren't other people running it well what i thought was so cool about it is like he's a famous movie star and um you know somebody called him in the middle of the night and told him some wonderful things about who he is and what potential he has and you think that he's just like showered with all this positive reinforcement and you know this phone call meant a real uh, quite a bit to him you know one thing that oprah always says um always said on her show which i really appreciated is she talked about that He's in the building! <laughs> Ouch. What a loud. So loud in my ears. But yes, she talks about that she, in her lifetime uh, doing, you know, daytime TV, she's talked to everybody from prison inmates to Beyonce. Mm-hmm. And she says, they say the exact same thing to me. Um, she said, after I did this interview with this man who was behind bars and was going to remain there, or he was possibly on death row, he, after the interview, he said, how did I do? Did mm-hmm. I do okay? Did, is that what you wanted or needed? And she said, you know, a week before that, Beyonce was on the show. She did her performance, came over to me and said, was that okay? Did I do all right? Is that what you needed? And that it doesn't matter who you are, right. that we all want that kind of acknowledgement and to be seen and not just outside approval, but that sense that we're always questioning and hoping that we are connecting. Yeah. You know, instead of fit in, we're hoping we're connecting. Yeah. We 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 are because we belong. That's what Desmond Tutu said in the uh, I Am documentary. Love that. We are because we belong. That's and that's what we want. We want to belong. And so sometimes so here's can I say one more word? I don't know if we have time for the fourth. Um before you do that, okay. I, I want to talk about our second partner who also happens to be a sponsor of Zen Parenting Radio Conference. Yes, uh, March 11th and 12th. Um, register online. Use Zen Friend coupon code. You only have two more days to do it. And what does that mean, Zen? How much do you get off? Let's um, use Jessica's little... If you get little... one ticket, uh-huh. you get $25 off. You get two tickets, it's $50 off. So if the, if you're a couple and you're going, use the coupon code. Um, save yourself 50 save smackers. Save yourself some money. And then take your wife out to dinner with the money you saved. Take your spouse. 
Yeah, spouse. Uh, so John J. Kelly Dentistry, uh, he's been a loyal partner of ours for a long time, comprehensive dentistry. He's going to have a booth there. He's going to have a TV and a monitor and talk about what he does because I don't always do the best job of helping our fans or our listeners uh, understand pediatric facial growth guidance, but he's an expert at it. Um, Dr. Kelly, he uh, he's a faculty at the New York University School of Dentistry. He's graduated at the University of Illinois and has taken over a thousand hours of continuing education. What do you think of that? Well, he's amazing, and a he's a thousand hours. You know, besides all the educational stuff, which I know we need to have, but he's just a really nice man. He holds certificates in neuromuscular orthodontics and craniomandibular pathophysiology. Oh, I took those classes. Oh yeah, that was right after Bio One Hundred and One. <laughs> it was right after Psych. 101. So anyways, if you are uh, in the Chicagoland area, we would love it if you supported our partner by uh, checking Dr. Kelly out, chicagodentistonline.com. So what's your next word? So the quote you just said, uh, we are because we belong. Yeah. Is that right? That will lead to our word, uh, the next word. So first of all, just to recap, little gifties to yourself this year. Take lazy out of your vocabulary just for a little bit to see if you can figure out another word to describe what's happening in front of you. Recognize you're in a daze. Do nothing else but just recognize it. Um, That practice in itself builds a muscle of awareness. Third one, fear. Recognize your fear. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. (laughs) By the way, we're going to see um, The Force Awakens after this podcast. We're recording this the day before it comes out. So we will do a podcast about that movie. And by the time you guys listen to this, the movie will be out. Many of you will have seen it, but we'll do it later. Anywho. Um, are we not supposed to use the word fear? Is that what you're saying? No. Oh, uh-uh. sorry. I was just commenting on the fact when people hear this, I think they're going to be shocked that we're not talking about The Force Awakens. It's because we haven't seen it yet. No, no. I'm more ta- getting back to the no, content. No, you can use the word fear. What I'm talking about with fear is I think we are in a place right now, especially with all of this... Um, this political debate that we're having in the country Which around will go on fear. for another 12 months. Correct. And I, and, you know, politics is kind of, we're seeing it all the time, so it's in our face. And obviously there's been a lot of tragedies uh, that we've had to deal with as a country and, and globally. Um, and I think my, my little gifty to you or a gifty you can give yourself is when you're in fear, stop, say out loud or recognize, I am afraid. And then question why. And you may not come up with an answer. It's somewhat of a practice kind of like the days. The reason I'm saying that is because a lot of times we are reacting from like this constant level of fear. Every decision we make with our partner, every decision we make with our children, decision we make to turn left or right when we're driving, there's this undercurrent of fear. And if we start to recognize that, then we start to, like going back to the other thing, we come, we become alive mm-hmm. more so we can actually make a decision in the present moment and not based on all this chatter in our head. We also recognize how, um, how draining and energetically draining fear can be. I I wake up in the middle of the night. Todd and I both woke up last night at the same time, right? Yes, I woke up at like four, four. o'clock again. I tend to get most afraid in the middle of the night. And really? I because it's dark out. It's dark and it's quiet and I'm left with myself and there's no other stimulation. I mean it's it's almost no like distractions. A, yeah, it's almost like a a really intense meditation, yeah. right? And I try and use it that way. Meaning when I start to become afraid, I really lay 
label it like, wow, that's you're afraid. Oh, wow, that's a big fear. Oh, wow. Instead of trying to fix it and to say you shouldn't be afraid or don't be afraid or creating some other scenario so I'm not afraid, because that's what we do too, mm-hmm. is we're afraid. And so we create something in our brain like, I'm oh. afraid that there is going to be um, boogeyman? a boogeyman. I'm going to use that just to not be too heavily political. And therefore, I am going to be against all boogeyman. boogeyman. <laughs> and we do that to make ourselves feel better. Um, but there's not, it's not rational mm-hmm. and it's not loving mm-hmm. and it disconnects. And not we, only that, if you stand on a mountaintop and talk about how you hate boogeymen, that is going to feed into the fear that the boogeyman have and increase their energy. Correct. Even though we think that, oh, if we, if we restrict boogeymen, right then that will keep us safer. Right. But the negative talk about boogeymen right. will increase. Well, and it's just a negative vibe. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if it be, you know, the the boogeyman fears I have at night or that people tend to have in the world or about even small things that are going on, you know, I'm afraid someone will think this or I'm afraid this is going to happen. It's a vibe that you're you're then living and reacting from this lower energy level, this exactly. lower vibration right. where you can't even access new ways of thinking. Yeah. You can't even access a, a good download of great information. You can't feel connection. You you don't feel like you belong. Mm. You feel like you're surviving. Yeah. And survival of the fittest. Survival. And that is, again, that can be really difficult for people where it actually is an anxiety disorder. And again, if you feel like you're in that category, I highly recommend that you find support with that. Um, For those of us that maybe don't feel like it's overwhelming all the time, Debilitating. debilitating, but it does come. That's when you can say, wow, I'm really afraid right now. And there's nothing wrong with being afraid. There's no such thing as being fearless. People use the word fearless, but all they mean is I was afraid, but I'm moving forward anyway. Or there's the misnomer of courage being without fear. And it's impossible to be courageous unless you have fear. Perfect example. Thank you. You can't be courageous unless you first felt afraid. And so... Just acknowledging fear for yourself is going to keep you... Put them up. Put them up. Oh, lion. We got to watch that over the holidays, too. Little Star Wars, little Wizard of Oz, little balance. Because he was afraid. I know. He was the cowardly lion. Just want to make sure you understood. But was was he really afraid? No. No. He was so courageous. He was... Let me say that away. Again, a different way. He was afraid, but was he courageous? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so they Didn't he like... Uh, he stood up for he Dorothy. He completely and did. He totally right there, rose to him the up, challenge. Put him up, right? Well, there he was trying to show off. That oh, was, was ego. Oh, that was, was when it? they first found him. Got it. And then um, Got it. Toto scares him, and he. Blah, blah. So later on, he yeah. shows his courage. Yes, Got he showed. He he stood up yeah. for who he was. But anyway, my point is, is that if you acknowledge your fear. And you give voice to it, mm-hmm. either through writing it down or saying it out loud or processing it. and Expressing. It doesn't then... Have a hold on you. Exactly. Thank you. We're like going like... We're in sync. We're in sync. So it's... Tell me why ain't No, honey, nothing. that's Backstreet Boys. Oh. That's not in sync. Um, you could sing Bye, Bye, Bye. <laughs> bye, Bye, Bye. That's all I know. Bye, Bye. You are my fire, the one... I should sing that at the conference. Or not. 
Or yes, because that's awesome. Or maybe not. Todd likes to do that karaoke. and That's you my know, song. That's, that's my go-to song. That's when people go get another drink. Yeah, because they're enjoying <laughs> life so much. And they want to celebrate more. Anyway, do, we probably don't have time for my last no. one. No. How much time do we have? We're 45 minutes in. Okay, really quick. It's the fourth word that's yeah. four letters. Yeah. When you are feeling joy, because you're going to be feeling joy this week, people, I know you're going to have moments of difficulty, difficult family, whatever, driving places, yes, but you're going to be eating some good food, I hope. Um, I hope that all of you are going to be safe and warm somewhere. I hope that all of you are going to be surrounded by family. And when you are feeling that joy, you are going to lean, L-E-A-N, into it. into it. And you are not going to say, but it won't be this way tomorrow, or I can't believe Christmas is, or the holiday is almost over. You are just going to say, I'm feeling it, and I'm taking it. I'm leaning into it. So it's kind of the, you're going to recognize your fear, give voice to it, and you are going to lean into that joy. Or I'll challenge our listeners even more. When there's something really good going on, a lot of us tend to get our phones out so we can capture it and see it some other point. Yes. Put it down and sit in the discomfort of not having your phone in that moment because you're used to it. I'm not shaming these people because I do it. Right. Put it down and breathe. And enjoy it. Soak it in. Soak it in. Not only does that help that moment, but you're building that awareness of appreciating a moment. Yeah. So you're doing two it's things. It's a it's muscle. A muscle. You are enjoying the moment. You are leaning into that joy. And then you are building the muscle to help you lean into joy more often. So it's present time mm-hmm. and it helps you for future. Yeah. So remove lazy. Little gifties. No gifties, lazy. Gifties. Gifties. Remove lazy so you can come up with a better word, even if you only practice it for a day or two. Recognize that you're in a daze like William Corgan asked us to do. Just recognize when you are completely detached from what's happening in present time. And Bill Murray also taught us that. When you are afraid, acknowledge you are afraid. It will help you realize that there are other choices. We And you know what the other choice is? Love. Mm-hmm. There's only two choices in the world, right? Right. Love. Or fear. So recognize you're afraid, go toward love. And then lean into that joy, lean into that love, work that muscle, and man, you're going to have a great holiday. Right? It's going to be great. No, you're not going to cry. Or if you do, just appreciate it. Tears. (laughs) You know what? Laughter was going to be one too. But I, I tried to keep it at four. People need to laugh more. Yeah. Laugh. Smile, laugh. I don't laugh enough. And if you're having a hard time laughing. But don't shame yourself for not laughing because that's what I just did. Yeah, don't shame yourself. Smile, do the Steve Martin thing. As we've said on the show before, Steve Martin wakes up every morning, looks in the mirror, and starts laughing until he really starts laughing. Can you imagine starting your day like that? I wonder if he still does that. I bet he doesn't, but maybe he does occasionally. What if he does it once a month? That's better than zero times Exactly. I love it. And sometimes when I'm having a really hard time and I realize that like my mouth is like like down, Mm -hmm. I just kind of smile like- Tick Knot talks about the half smile. I love the half smile because a smile, unless it's organic laughter, I don't smile, but a half smile, and I think our listeners can understand what that means- uh, he talks about that being probably the most authentic, powerful pose your face can have. It's the Mona Lisa. It's the Mona Lisa. Whereas if you're doing like a, if you're forcing a smile, but you can allow a half smile to sure. show up. Sure. And I think it's more natural. Thich Nhat also taught us that a frown takes more muscles, muscles than a smile or a half smile. Right. So you're actually the half smile or the smile is... Cameron still disagrees. I tell her that all the time. She's like, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about it either, She's actually. disagreeing with Thich Nhat on that. 
smile muscles, muscles to frown. Let's see what it says. Drum roll, please. Remember Clark W. Griswold's? Does it? All right, so this is on Snopes. You ready for Snopes? Yes, what does it say? It says undetermined. Oh, thanks, Snopes. It takes 37 muscles to frown and 22 muscles to smile. So smiling, it conserves energy. I think that's what they're challenging. So I don't know exactly if that's... Well... Listeners, you're smart, Bunch. Tell us. Let us know if it takes more muscles to smile or frown. Yeah, the fifth thing you can give yourself is just smile a lot during the holidays and see if you're more tired. That's right. Let's do some science. Yeah, you love science. I love it. So... um, that's it, babies. Jeremy Kraft, that's our third partner. Uh, Avid Company, painting and remodeling throughout the Chicagoland area. Um, avidco.net. Check them out. Um, you've done a wonderful job of words of wisdom, sweetie, but do you have any more? No, I just want to say um, Merry Christmas to those of you celebrating Christmas. Happy holidays to those of you celebrating Christmas or anything else for that matter. Season's and greetings. Season's greetings. And we really appreciate all of you and really love being able to talk to you in this way and um, get your feedback and your emails and your kind notes and we're just very grateful for you and um, thank you. Yeah, and just keep trucking, man. Right? Right. Alright, uh, right. see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. That's our show, friends. We hope you felt outstanding and if you want to continue feeling this outstanding, go to zenparentingradio.com and subscribe to the podcast. You can also subscribe via iTunes and while you're there, feel free to give us a kind review. You can email us at comments at zenparentingradio.com or you can record a voicemail by clicking on the send us a voice message link on our homepage with comments or questions. Don't forget our Zen Parenting Conference is on March 11th and 12th, 2016. For more details, go to zengetsreal.com. If you're interested in any of Kathy's three award-winning books, you can purchase through our website, or through Amazon. We also do local presentations, virtual retreats, and movie screenings, which can be found by clicking on the events tab on our webpage. If you ever shop via Amazon, you can help us out by first going through the Amazon link on our homepage. It doesn't cost anything to you, but we get a small commission from Amazon. If you're interested in the tribe, the monthly men's group that I co-facilitate, you can go to thetribemensgroup.com for more details. Lastly, and most importantly, a special thanks to our three partners, Avid Company, Tree of Life Chiropractic Care, and John J. Kelly Dentistry. If you own a business and are interested in partnering with us, please send me an email at comments at zenparentingradio.com. Finally, we're grateful for your support and encouragement. We only ask that you give the same to yourself and the people you love most. Until next time.